used to want to get this with my dad. And so get it. They don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. It's just not a natural thing we would do in our society. You don't see that. Yes. Two things that have only never let me down in this entire country's history. The First Amendment and Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Let me tell you, the one that matters is me. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, asked the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. This, Rebecca, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Great article, I think, in the Washington Post over the weekend on how stupid the whole change in the clocks thing is and how it started and how it's no longer relevant after 100 years, yet it still goes on practically everywhere in the United States. We should link that to our website. You want to talk about uh, our, our moronic government, our, our inability to deal with things. There is no reason for us to continue to change our clocks the way we do, yet we continue to do it. If there is some government policy whereby we set our left hand on fire every March the 14th, <laughs> it would go on for centuries because right. people would think, you know, there could be unforeseen you know, repercussions for changing it. I don't, I don't know. There's no reason for it. Read the article. Historians spoke out. Live from Studio C. See, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, on a Monday, kick off a brand new week, pregnant with possibilities. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Long, lazy summer afternoons that stretch on till 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. Love it. Awesome. Love it. Just never go back to standard time. That's what everybody hates. Well, yeah, leave it the way it is today. Right. Which is fine. Now we better not, because Woodrow Wilson, who was a racist and a socialist and an a-hole and an a-hole, and <laughs> came up with this a-hole idea. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. Come any, on. I'm not sure any of the political leanings have anything to do with any of this, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't help myself. But there's no good reason for it. All that crap you've been hearing your whole lives about farmers and kids getting on the bus. None of that is is true. Jimmy Carter saving energy. Uh, Cows don't care what time it is. It's just dumb. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Good. I, for one, am willing to compromise. Instead of sending the clocks back or forward an hour, how about 10 minutes every year? Just, you know, barely. We we go back just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just. You know, so we don't forget the farmers entirely. We'll just go back a it's little bit. It's got nothing bit. freaking to do with the farmers. Well, you got to get the crops in, and the kids are home from school. <laughs> yeah, so more, more daylight to harvest. <laughs> <laughs> or something. So they can get whatever they need to be done in 10 minutes. There you go. There is a Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Now, sales of high heel shoes were down 12% last year, while sales of women's sneakers were up 30 per- mm. 37%. Take that, patriarchy. I don't know what that means, but I'm, I'm short of sleep, so I'm, I'm just grasping at random internet statistics. That's interesting. I think I see more women in the workplace in tennis shoes than I used to. Sensible flats. Mm. Uh, you know, I enjoy the look of a well-turned calf as much as any gentleman. <laughs> 
But since I was a little kid, I've looked at high-heeled shoes and thought, that's dumb. It's dumb, but it looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Did you guys know originally men wore high-heeled shoes? Women then adapted it because they were, that was back then, that was the initial times up or something back then. Which, <laughs> and was, that, and they were was doing it to make themselves look more masculine. Oh, really? Yeah, they, to be taller and kind Women of, were wearing high heels to be more masculine. I believe and that is true. And now it stood yeah. on its head. Let me oh, actually yeah. Google that. Victorians really loved a butch chick. I mean, the butcher, the better. <laughs> hey, it's fair or unfair. I think you're immediately 50% hotter in high heels. Right. You're 50% hotter than whatever you are in high heels. It's not. If there was something I could do to make myself 50% hotter, I don't care how uncomfortable it is. Mm. I'm doing it a lot. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Listen to that. But there's nothing for men you can do like that. There's nothing I can do that's going to make me 50% hotter. High heels were originally a way to get closer to the sun during standard time (laughs) to bring the crops in. So you'd stay warmer during a long harvest. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing all right. We have a celebrity birthday today. Oh, yes. Former governor and presidential candidate whom I advised for a time back in the day, now running for the Senate in Utah, a man I am sure is for year-round daylight saving time, Mr. Mitt Romney. How old's the Mitster? He is 71 today. Is he That's really? fine. Yes. He's the same age as Trump. Yes. He's wow. very youthful, though, Mitt. I thought he was like 10 years younger than, than Trump. He's, uh-huh. uh, yeah, he carries his age well. Yes, indeedy. And of if course, they so go, does Trump, actually. If they go back behind the barn, we know who'll win. Hands down. Wow. Net worth. Net worth. Now, this is interesting. You know, I think if Trump can land a lucky blow, yeah. he takes Mitt out. I, I, but it would take that. Another because, kick in the gut. Because I think Mitt's <laughs> probably in much better shape, and so Trump would get winded very quickly. I'm not going to participate in who would win some elderly governmental <laughs> boxing match. Well, you're missing the fun, then. Mitt's net worth, $250 million, which a lot of people think uh, seems suspiciously low. Yeah, I thought he was uh, richer than that. Well, that f- figure apparently came from his campaign at one point. Mm. And people are saying, I wonder if they kind of massage that to keep it well, within some sort of reason. Remember, the main knock on him was that he was rich when he was running for yeah. president. It was just yep. nonstop. Right. We can't rich. have a successful person be president. I know. <laughs> well, we need a pauper. We need an illiterate pauper. An ugly one. <laughs> I'm not concerned about the very poor. Do we have my favorite Mitt Romney related clip, that uh, one rapper gal? <laughs> oh, uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll I'm a, a Republican voting for Mitt Romney. <laughs> you lazy bitches are ruining the economy. <laughs> that was funny. Because we really don't need the clip. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, March the 13th. Is that right? I forgot my phone today. The year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. It is the 12th, and okay. that will explain you not answering your phone. All right, here we go. Officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, as amended for daylight saving time, here we go at Mark. A show now headed by Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. He's a sleeping son of a bitch, I'll tell you. <laughs> now, when was that? Was that Trump back is when he was a hotel magnate? or? <laughs> That was Friday. Oh, Lord. That was Friday, and we have a lot more from that, yeah. because that was a classic Trump. Yes, indeed. Classic Trump. There's nothing he enjoys more than that. Nothing he enjoys more than that. I'm, I have no idea what that means, by the way. Ch- 
Chuck Todd did not respond to that in Meet the Press yesterday. Yeah, he's too busy sleeping. <laughs> too tired. He's a sleeping son of a bitch. What does that mean? Hey, I'm the... I'm nap. Practically every night. What kind of I've heard about is that? On the Today Show, when they bring him on to promo the uh, upcoming Meet the Press, they were all saying, you look very alert this morning, Chuck. <laughs> very funny. alert. Pretty funny. <laughs> I like the way Trump's insults, though, like... Thirsty Mark Rubio. Right. He's always drinking water. Sleeping Chuck. Kind of closes his eyes at night. (laughs) Dreams. That old thing. What an idiot. (laughs) What are other He's like a little baby. Trump unchained, as we're mentioning in full campaign mode over the weekend. We got the administration revealing plans to make schools safe and OJ's lost confession. Coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. Gotcha. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. The folks weighing in, we have weekly shower thoughts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got it. We got actually a bunch of good stuff today. We have a bunch of clips from that whole OJ show, which is pretty cool. The We Are All Fascists Now movement continues, uh, which is pretty good. So I hope you can stick around. If you can adjust to the time change. You know, we don't want the kids sitting at the bus stop in the dark is the reason we do this. That's right, after they bring in the cross. (laughs) Uh, You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Explained to my kids the whole time change thing, and uh, didn't make any sense. Why would it make any sense to them? It doesn't make any sense to anybody else either. So. Did you get into uh, Einstein's theory of relativity, <laughs> bending of time? <coughs> oh boy, doesn't make any sense to anybody. Why do we? Do? There's no good reason. Is the answer? We just do. Most powerful country on earth, a democracy. See, responsible to the people. We still do it, even though there's no reason. It is. Extremely frustrating, angering, that we can't get serious tax reform going. For instance, we've talked about this many times. No matter what's proposed, they, meaning those who profit from the current tax code, manage to frighten you, meaning you, into thinking that, oh, no, this new system, this new simple system, oh, it'll... I hear it'll be a disaster. It'll be scary and all. And so just out of sheer uh, you know, inertia... We continue on with an indefensible system. That I get, because people are profiting from it. What the hell explains this? Big time. Big clock. Big big clock is lobbyists. Nice. The clock lobby. Yeah, who benefits from this? I mean, it's not like, you know, there are accountants and tax guys all over the world that, you know, make zillions of dollars. There's nobody, like, going around making 175 Gs a year changing people's clocks for them. I saw Christina Sandifer uh, tweeted out yesterday, uh, happy 50th anniversary to Arizona for deciding not to change our clocks like the rest of the country. Right. It's time shaming. Good, sensible folk. (laughs) Mailbag. Woo-hoo! Of course, half their school children are run over by buses every year because right, of whether right. farmers can't get the wheat in or something. And the crops rot in the fields. <laughs> Michael, that was a little slow on the uptake, by the way. You get one day to adjust. One day. I'm tired. Yeah, the audience is tired, too, and they're here counting on us. Here are your weekly shower thoughts. is compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Thanks, Rich. You're the best. 
If you pay to see the results of an online IQ test, then you have failed the test. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. If you go to jail for tax evasion, you're living off taxes because you didn't pay taxes. True enough. Wow. You win both ways. Isn't it ironic? Uh, Thank you, Alanis. People who say money can't buy friendship aren't considering that you can buy a dog. Wow. I t- oh, I tell you what, we got to post it on the website. Uh, thousands of views of uh, Baxter, my dog, spending his first time in the snow. He's seen a little snow before, but we went up to the walled compound in the woods uh, over the weekend. And it was really snowy, and he went crazy. He cavorted like a puppy. He could he just, the joy, the, 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 the amazement. Oh, it was great. Dogs like snow. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. You need to be more like a doll. You know, I mentioned, uh, I tweeted that uh, he was born half black lab, half border collie, but he now identifies as a husky and asks you to respect his new... Uh, so does he have to get an operation for his hair or something? <laughs> yeah, he's got to get blue eye, uh, uh, what do you call it, contact lenses. Uh, one quick question. Yes. Is he a good boy? <laughs> oh, he's a very good boy. Uh, and he's got to get, yeah, extensive uh, fur implants, too. So he has the, uh, the, the pattern of a husky. Uh, you know, this next shower thought is really quite intriguing and leads us into a, uh, a scholarly study. Uh, and I think everybody will enjoy it very much. But I will warn you, it includes the term panty dropper. Hmm. Hmm. Being a blacksmith must have been a real panty dropper back in the day, seeing how Smith is the most common surname in the English-speaking world today. All right. Yeah, you could only yeah. assume... That if the Smithy said, "Hey, you want to go back in the barn?" Uh, a lot of a lot of gals said yes. Well, they just had big families or something. But the village Smithy, yeah. Well, or, or big, powerful arms and hands. What are your most popular uh, names in uh, America? Smith, Williams. I think those. Uh, are the I don't know. How about somebody Google that? I yeah. have it for the rest of the world. The whole world at Smith? Uh, no, no, the English-speaking world. Mm-hmm. Wang, which uh, translates as not penis, idiots. But King is actually the most common surname in the world. Uh, about 93 million people have that uh, surname. Uh, it's about uh, seven and a quarter of China's population. Smith, most common U.S. name. But it's, all, it's not even 1%. Now, then you head over to Korea, where 22% of South Korea's people are named Kim. Last name Kim. Wow, so one out of five people you'd run into at work have the same last name as you. And none of us in America, you can't even imagine that. I mean, you rarely have anybody, one person that has the same name as you. Right, right. I never have. Now, according to the failing New York Times, uh, you're not supposed to marry a person with the same family name in South Korea. It would be weird. One out of every five gals. You know, really you're a cuts, hetero male like myself. Really cuts your choices. Yeah. Now, 55% of the people in South Korea are named Kim, Park, Lee, Choi, or Chong. Those, that would be five last names. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it was a surname. Get the some correct. new names! Because, the yeah, good heckle. Um, <laughs> Because they go with that first. They go with their, their last name first. Oh, yeah, which is idiotic. Right. right. Backwards. So the, silly, silly Asians. The most yes. recent data I can find is from 2010. Well, that's going to be completely inaccurate. Smith, enough. Johnson, Williams, Browns, Brown, and Jones are the Smith, top five. Smith, Williams, Johnson. Brown, and Jones. Brown is a color, which is that's creative. Jones. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, so there you have it. Should be keeping up with the Smiths, not the Joneses. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, moving along. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day from C.S. Lewis. You know, it's not about freedom per se, or is it? If you look for truth, you may find comfort in the end. If you look for comfort, you will get neither comfort nor truth, only soft soap and wishful thinking to begin, and in the end, despair. That's pretty good. That's really good. I'm going to read it again to you. Do you mind if I do? If you look for truth, you may find comfort in the end. If you look for comfort, you'll get neither comfort nor truth, only soft soap and wishful thinking to begin with, and in the end, despair. That describes my political philosophy pretty well. Every religion, uh, psychologists have figured this out, so however you swing, all the smart people know that this is true, yet we're all designed to seek comfort Mm. on a minute-by-minute basis, whether it's food or sleep or shiny new objects or whatever. you got to resist it, I guess, because that's what we're kind of designed to want, it would seem. Or are we designed that a certain percentage of people are going to be a little more sheepy? They're going to want comfort, and there are a certain number of people who are more sheep-doggy and we'll say, no, well, here's what we got. We got to go over there. We got to find the antelopes. Come on, let's go. Um, and if there are too many sheepdogs, they would just run around biting each other. You know, I don't know. I'm not that. I'm not sure that's. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's fair or not. Because the reason I, I want, like sheep, the what, reason Lamb, I am wool. The I'm reason, not anti. The reason I want freedom is not because it's harder. I think that it's more comfortable ultimately. Oh, I know. Oh, so I, I know. Absolutely. I'm still seeking comfort. Right. Oh, oh. Now, I, I totally see your point. It, real comfort includes difficulty. Mm. Mm. Think about it. Sent along by the you fabulous know, that's, that's Ian. Intent, and, that, is, that is deep and complex, that whole. So what I just said. Because it's similar to the whole, like, food. Like yesterday, my like kids. Like a nice lamb chop. Yesterday, my kids made cakes. We had a bake-off. We'll oh, talk about yeah. that later. But they made cakes. The, the the wants comfort part of me desires a bite of cake, right? Because it's immediately pleasurable and comfortable. Sure, yeah. But it doesn't give you any long-term comfort or pleasure. Mm. No doubt about it. You really mm. want comfort or pleasure, you don't eat the cake. Right. So, yeah, kind of similar to the whole freedom mm. thing. Mm. Well, and then we can get into, you're right, short-term pleasures versus long-term health satisfaction, etc. Cakes are horrible, of, by the way. And <clears throat> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. It's like, did you guys even read the recipe? <laughs> well, they did. It was the stuff they put on the cakes. I don't know if you saw the pictures I tweeted out, but you can't put that many sprinkles on a cake. <laughs> they were piles chip. of sprinkles piles of concealing chips. a small cake. Or fish. Piles right. of chocolate chips. Oh, boy. Uh, perhaps they learned something. Mm. But that gets into the whole uh, smokers are twice as likely to get divorced thing. Sure. Right. You're uh, right. Oh, man, we got a lot of great email, but we're out of time. Time marches on, especially after the time change. But at least the crops will come in. <laughs> well, we got three and a half more hours of show, so we can... Uh, oh, hey, I want to thank uh, Ian from Tijuana for that uh, freedom-loving thought of the day. We met Ian uh, the other day. I bought him a cup of coffee. That's right, and he thanks you for that He th- in, in very nice terms. I didn't read it because we didn't have time. Good dude. Yeah, very uh, fine I, man. I wanted to get into why he lives in Tijuana, but I didn't have time. On the run from the DEA, I assume. Hmm. Seems like a perfectly good reason. So, uh, Trump had quite the event on Friday. We'll be sprinkling little uh, clips from that throughout, including in the news coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Saw a 
an article about a guy in, uh, I think it was in Ohio, that was so disgusted with uh, Trump being elected president that he decided to check out of following the news completely. It's kind of interesting on what his life has been like since he completely checked out of following the news. Yeah, I saw that headline. I I didn't follow up on it, though. I'd I'd like to hear more. Yeah. Uh, Also, a quick uh, follow-up on the Smith thing. Uh, the, uh, The Internet posits that the village Smithy was often left behind during wartime. Ah, the uh, the sense. ancient equivalent of a critical industry. I think my grandfather had a critical industry uh, uh, exemption for World War II. He uh, was in the rubber industry, not rubbers, but rubber like tires, etc. So they said, "No, you you stay home and make as much rubber as you possibly can." But the village smithy had to make the swords, he had to shoe the horses, etc. You can't have the smithy killed. It's an so, excellent point. So he'd stay home. All the other fellas are marching across the dale. <laughs> To meet the Kingsman, and and the Smithy <laughs> is uh, comforting their wives, as it were. Now, whether the baker, uh, the, uh, the the candlestick maker, yeah. would name their kid Smith. See, that's what I don't get. There's yeah. where it gets a little hung yeah. up. You taking the last name of Smith? Or maybe the guys got killed at war, and the village Smithy had like five, six wives. Is, I don't know. Is Smith just a popular Catholic name, and that's why there's so many Smiths? I don't know. Or it could be you could be uh, various sorts of Smiths. I don't know. Uh, let's get the Nobody news now. Knows. Let's get the news now. Marsha <laughs> Phillips. Tell you, it was a wild night in Pennsylvania. <laughs> President Trump feeling good at a rally in Pennsylvania, talking to supporters without a script for more than an hour, revealing, among many other things, the slogan for his reelection campaign. But our new slogan, when we start running in... Can you believe it? Two years from now is going to be keep America great exclamation point. Keep America great. <laughs> Why are you unveiling that now? <laughs> and uh, and there were well, there were a lot of Trump twenty twenty signs right. in the audience. If you ah, saw any of the okay. the rally, right. like a vision thing or hmm? for an eyewear ad like tie in. <laughs> it seems early mm. to be talking exclamation about exclamation point. Right. Trump was at the rally to promote GOP congressional candidate Rick Saccone, poking fun at Saccone's Democratic rival. Connor Lamb, Lamb the Sham, right? Lamb the Sham. <laughs> oh, my God. He's trying to act like a Republican, so he gets, he won't give me one vote. Look, I don't know him. Looks like a nice guy. I hear he's nice looking. I think I'm better looking than him. And, <laughs> and Trump took off once again on the host of Meet the Press, Chuck Todd. You ever see the story where I'm, it's 1999, I'm on Meet the Press, a show now headed by Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. He's a sleeping son of a bitch, I'll tell you. What is that? You know, it's different. <laughs> it's yes. novel. I just don't understand the insult. I mean, what is... It's ridiculous. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy, that's fantastic. <laughs> just fantastic. And one more. Trump also went out of his way to lash out at California Democratic Representative Congresswoman Maxine Waters, criticizing her calls for his impeachment. Maxine Waters, a very low IQ individual. You ever see her? You ever seen it? You ever see it? We will impeach him. We will impeach the press. But he hasn't done anything wrong. It doesn't matter. We will impeach him. She's a low IQ individual. Which, of course, she has responded as saying that is obviously a racist attack. 
So if you call her dumb or anyone dumb who's of color, then it's a racist attack. It's all right. so stupid on both ends. His effort to insult her stole a bit of my soul away. It was just terrible. And her response is moronic. Wow. So, two interesting things about that Pennsylvania race. Well, three. One, the press is trying to hype it up as a uh, a harbinger of things to come, an indicator of whether or not Trump could be reelected or that Republicans will hold the House. Right, right. These things, in my experience, are never an indication of anything. They're an indication of what the people in that particular town or district or state want. That's all it's an indication of. Uh, two, they're both running on the pro-tariff card, both the Republican and the Democrat, which is pretty damned interesting because uh-huh. it's Pennsylvania. And three, everybody agrees the Democrat is a great, young, fantastic politician, good speaker, just smooth as can be. And the Republican is an old, bad, uh, machine guy, terrible on the stump. Mm. So if if the Democrat wins, a lot of it's just because the candidate's way better. Lamb, handsome guy. He's a veteran, right? Yep. Often the reason somebody who wins is they're the way better candidate. And the the Democrat is certainly a better candidate in this case. It's a bellwether, Jack. A bellwether for the midterms. Right. (laughs) And as usual, if the Democrat wins, you'll hear it over and over again. If the Republican holds on and wins, then you'll never hear another word about the race. Meanwhile, the White House unveiled a package of gun and school safety proposals last night. The president wants to improve background checks for gun buyers, encourage states to allow qualified school personnel to carry guns, and reform parts of the mental health system. The plan does not increase the minimum age for buying assault-style weapons to 21. Trump was tweeting about that this morning. On 18 to 21 age limits, watching court cases and rulings before acting, states are making this decision. Things are moving rapidly on this, but not much political support, to put it mildly. That was the Trump he set out a few minutes ago. Interesting. He's Yeah, he's, he's seeing from his office how much enthusiasm has gone away in a matter of two and a half weeks yep. for any of this. O.J. Simpson says he didn't do it, but he's got a pretty good idea of how he would have done it if he'd done it. That's a weird thing to do. That show last night was loathsome. Did you see some on of it? every level? Yes. Oh, I wish it I was. Had. It was a horror. No, I'll be glad you didn't. Be glad you didn't. It was awful. Fox News Sunday showed a previously unaired video that Simpson uh, made in 2006 where he got into the hypothetical details of the day his ex-wife Nicole Simpson and her friend Ron Goldman were murdered. Simpson, putting the blame on somebody named Charlie, though he never explains who that is, and during that section, he flips back and forth from third person to first person, saying... Things got heated. Uh, I just remember Nicole fell and hurt herself. And uh, this guy kind of got into a karate thing. And I said, well, you think you can kick my ass? And I remember I grabbed the knife. I do remember that portion, taking the knife from Charlie. And to be honest, after that, I don't remember. Except I'm standing there and there's all kind of stuff around. And um, um, What kind of stuff? Blood and stuff around. You know, we, you know, I hate to say this, but this is not even that Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is fascinating on so many levels. Yeah. So the whole, uh, yeah, the whole, well, I'll tell you hypothetically. I didn't do it, but if I had, here's where I would. Yeah. No living soul would ever engage in that. About you, the mother of your own children? Oh, no. Nobody would ever do that about a murder victim. No matter how alienated you were, how bad your relationship is, nobody would ever do that. Certainly not on camera. 
OJ, who, you know, double, double jeopardy protects him, obviously, he wanted the world to know that they had it coming. And he butchered them because there was S going on. You know, all that stuff, running around with the guys, blah, blah, blah. He didn't get real specific, but he was talking about all the stuff that was going on. All the stuff that was going on. And then how this guy strikes a karate pose. Oh, you're going to kick my ass, are you? Then this whole Charlie character. Then Charlie hands me the knife. Yeah, because your your knife wielder was there with you. What the hell? I want to hear more about that later and play some more of those clips. That's really interesting. Horrifying, detailed confession. And a lot of people are acting like the hypothetical premise isn't there because they don't think their listeners can understand it or something. That was the premise, but the premise is ridiculous. So yeah, it was essentially a confession. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. We have more clips from that. We'll have to get into that later. It was repugnant. Oh, that is so crazy. And I can't decide how I feel about Fox airing it. It was it was repugnant. It was on Fox News Channel? No, Big Fox. Big Fox. Gotcha. Well, for all I know, they outbid all the other networks who wanted it, too. I don't know. I have no idea how that went down. Blair's well, sitting on it for 12 years. Oh, really? God. Why now? Finally, it can be aired without America rising up. And you suppose uh, OJ watched? I have no idea. <laughs> the sort of person that would participate in that. It's hard to know what they think. He might. Yeah. He might have. Yeah. So we got more Trump from Pennsylvania, more OJ, uh, definitely more uh, North Korea talk with somebody dang smart coming up in a little bit. Oh yeah, Gordon Chang going to talk about uh, how he thinks the talks might go. So he's still got that coming up. Hopefully in the next like six weeks. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. You're watching Fox. Shame on you. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Lots of good things I think are going to happen, but we'll see. But the funny thing, so they announced that he's not going to send missiles up anymore until through the meetings. North Korea, Kim Jong-un would like to meet with President Trump. Now, this, is a, this doesn't happen. You know, they're saying, oh, well, Obama could have done that. Trust me, he couldn't have done that. <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk to uh, Smarty Pants about uh, the North Korea summit. Coming up in just a little bit. Well, I sure saw a lot of crap, I thought, on the conversation of that over the weekend, but we'll get into that in a little bit. It wasn't crappier crap than I just saw. A serious discussion of whether Elizabeth Warren will run and her Indian heritage. <laughs> well, you talk about, uh, well, there's two things on that. One game I hate is the, because uh, she was on a couple of shows over the weekend, is um, people trying to get her, try to corner her into whether she will run or not. So are you saying you might run? I'm not thinking about this time. So you are thinking about it. That whole game, oh, Who's so it freaking tired. I don't know. Who and wants that, it? That was the best thing I liked. What Barack Obama said no, and then eventually at some point he said yes. But you said no back in June. I changed my mind. And that was the end of that. What? That was the end of that. Oh, my God. Cock your head like a dog. Oh, my God. That's yeah, a dumb conversation. Who is that for? I don't know. The, the Beltway crowd. Yeah. Just, I hate them all. Right. But um, uh, Elizabeth Warren refuses to do one of those 
Do the 23 and me, Focahontas. Yeah, she refuses yeah. to do that, which is interesting. <laughs> if she runs for president, there's going to be a lot of pressure on that story of are you an engine or not? <laughs> her, her story about it is actually fairly charming. It's just the family, uh, grandma and grandpa, a lot of people didn't approve because grandma was part Indian, blah, blah, blah. That's all she knows. And, you know, she's as liable to be right as wrong. It could be one of those family stories where back in the day it was they wouldn't let him get married because because she was part Indian. She's not Indian at all. She's actually Mexican, but she looked Indian. People around there, blah, blah, blah. But that part of the story gets lost through time. So who knows? Who cares? Well, you'll find out if she runs for president in a couple of years. Oh, I'll tell you that. So something to look forward to. Uh, there's a couple other things. Oh, did you see the opening to Saturday Night Live? I thought that was so interesting that Saturday Night mm-hmm. Live went that direction. We should play a long clip from that. So they, they did a parody of the, the Bachelor finale with the breakup. Hmm. Except for, so it's the girl, and they had Cicely Strong dressed just like the girl in the location, everything like that, the Bachelor finale. But the guy was Mueller from the from the oh. Russian investigation. <laughs> wow. And he comes in, and he sits down on the couch, and she says, you're making me nervous here. He says, I got, I got something I got to tell you. There, there's not going to be any collusion. <laughs> what the F are you talking about? <laughs> There's just there's just not going to be any collusion. Wow! And I thought interesting direction for Saturday Night Live to go, though clearly true. Yeah, yeah. I just it ain't so. There's going to be two more years of this. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be he's going to still be president. Wow, interesting. Yeah, and they they did a, did a long thing on that. So mm-hmm. interesting direction for SNL to go. When Saturday Night Live says there's nothing to the Russian collusion thing, I think that's that's a pretty telling. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll play a chunk of that. Very entertaining. Had a um, bake-off at our house yesterday between the kids. My kid's been asking for this for a long time, especially the younger one, the six-year-old. He's really into baking. Wow, fantastic. Bake something practically every day. Brownies, cakes, wow. whatever. Do you have a name for it? Like Cake Wars or The Great Bake Off or anything like that, like a cooking channel show? Another a format, like a ticking clock or anything? It was uh, sort of like uh, uh, whatever that chef's, Iron Chef. Ah, that was the format. Nice. Um, another interesting genetic thing. Like, my wife bakes when she's stressed out. My youngest is really stressed out because that's the way he's built. And he wants to bake every day. Wow. And he came to that completely on his own. Wow. How yeah, interesting. Isn't that wild? Oh, it's crazy. The, yeah, the way we're built. There's so much of our personalities, it's just the way we were born. God dang it. If Judy got her stress out by baking, I'd be 700 pounds. Well, I'm working on it. Like, my wife made some sort of uh, cheesecake coffee cake thing last night. Oh, no. Because she was stressed out. Where is it? I ate half of it last night. Oh, boy. An entire half of it. (laughs) But so the kids wanted to do a bake-off. So we went to the store. They each picked out their own cake, and then they got to pick out a bunch of ingredients to put in it. And they, because he's really into what he puts in it. And he's made some stuff recently that I take a bite of, and I'm, "Mm, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I have to, like, go somewhere where I can spit it into my hand or whatever, because I can't even swallow it. Why? Too too sweet? Or? Because he puts some coffee creamer in it or uh, oh, no, whatever. He some just, sauerkraut. Yeah, exactly. See, oh, he's he, experimenting. He uses anything he can find in the pantry as an ingredient. Wow. Like a whole bunch of uh, garlic salt in the pudding or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, just oh, whatever. No. Oh, Lord. <laughs> or it might be coffee grounds. Oh, oh boy. Or boy, one uh, time, luckily, we found out before we ate it, lots of Windex. So before oh, I ate it, crap. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, it's good that you, 
you let your kids uh, express their creativity and all, but th- th- there's a limit, yeah, right? We, and I, we finally we can't mm, use what is we that? Can't that's use, motor oil, Dad. We can't use cleaning products. Oh boy! So that's a, that's a line we've drawn. Oh boy! Anyway, so they each bought their cake mix and uh, picked that out, and then picked out some stuff to put on it. You sure that wasn't an attempt at uh, you know doing me in? Yeah, exactly. The inheritance. So we uh, we got the cake all together and mixed it up, and that's good exercise with the mixing it up by hand with the eggs and getting it the right consistency. Sure, and yeah. Like and so making the cakes was fairly straightforward, but the decorating portion, man, they just with the sprinkles and the the frosting. There's a the, lot of chocolate chips on top of those. Oh God, yeah, like a well, like a whole bag of chocolate chips <laughs> and a whole container of sprinkles and nine Oreos or something. Wow, and oof. wow. But but then so uh, Laura and I were the judges. And I put up the big whiteboard, and there were two rounds. There was appearance and taste. <laughs> and Laura, uh, you know, being being mom, she gave them both a five. It was a scale of one to five. Both fives on appearance. And then after taste, both fives on taste. Oh, I mixed it up. I gave uh, a five and a four on appearance, and then reversed the five and a four on taste. Nice. So they each ended up with 19 points. It was a tie. Oh, boy. <laughs> Well, you couldn't eat much of that cake, though. One bite full of just, you know, nothing but chocolate chips and sprinkles will make you want to heave. It's the first case we've ever seen of instant diabetes. <laughs> they were sure pleased with themselves. Wow. Very fun. Wow. The old Windex cake. <laughs> so, so, Gordon Chang on the prospects for negotiating with North Korea. Is there any point? We'll talk to him next. What do we have to offer? Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.